Welcome to Man Up Mondays. I'm your host, Brother Will. Oh man, I'm gonna look so fly in this belt. Hold on a second. $1,100 for a belt? What? Does this belt pay bills? Oh, oh, okay. See, let me break it down for you. It's not all about the diamond rings. Mm -hmm. It's not all about the bling, bling. bling. Vanity can be a sin thing. See, no, no, no. I'm not concerned about Gucci Prada. I know all that stuff can make you holler. I'm not concerned about the gold because when you're following Christ, your name is more valuable than gold. Welcome to Man Up Mondays, the simple man in a materialistic world. Yes, we live in a very materialistic world. If you don't have a certain type of house, or if you don't drive a certain type of car, you're nobody. But that's not true. Let's turn to Mark chapter 8, verses 36 through 37 of the New Living Translation. And it reads, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? As a believer, it shouldn't be. Well, I absolutely do believe that there are some people that do sell their soul to gain the world. Um, it's a real thing, but I'm not going to talk about cons- uh, conspiracy theories because this is not the platform for that. But I do believe that people do sell their soul to gain the world. Yes, the simple man in a materialistic world. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 30, verses 7 through 9 of the New Living Translation. And it reads, Oh God, I beg two favors from you. Let me have them before I die. Second, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Mm. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may still and thus insult God's holy name. Wow. Yeah, the world is so caught up on trying to secure the bag, you know, trying to get that bread. But Jesus is the bread of life. You can read that in John chapter 6, verses 22 through 59. But I want to read John chapter 6, verse 47. Preach. New Living Translation, it reads, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Mm. Yes, I am the bread of life. And John chapter 6, verse 35 of the New Living Translation, it reads, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You know, you're never going to be satisfied with the things of the world. You're That's always right. going to want more and more, more and more. More. Things the world fade away. Jesus is the bread of life. He has that water that can quench your thirst, amen? Amen. Because the things of the world, they're not going to be able to quench your thirst. You're going to want more and more and more. Jesus is the bread of life. He has the water that will be able to quench your thirst for eternity. Amen? Amen. That's right. You're never going to be satisfied with the things of the world. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 30, verses 15 through 16 of the New Living Translation. It reads, the leech has two suckers. They cry out, more, more. There are three things that are never satisfied. No. Four that never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, the thirsty desert, the blazing fire. Got to have that bling bling, man. Yeah, it's very important to know that the things of the world will fade away. You know, we're caught up in all these houses and cars. Wow. All this gold, stocks, and bonds. But the things of the world, they will fade away. Let's turn to First John chapter 2. Verses 17 of the New Living Translation, and it, reads, and it reads, The world is fading away along with everything that people crave, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 31 of the New Living Translation, and it reads, Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them, for the world as we know it 
will soon pass away. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should not have our entire focus on things of the world. That's right. Amen. As your brother in Christ, you need to be careful of leaders in the faith that always promote a prosperity gospel. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being prosperous. We are blessed to bless others. But as the scripture says, the things of the world will fade away. So it will be wise to focus on things that have eternal value versus things that will one day fade away. Come on here. The simple man living in a very materialistic world. But I admire those that live a quiet life and they are content with what they have. Let's turn to First Thessalonians chapter 4, 11 through 12 of the New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. And it reads, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands just as he instructed you before. Then people who are not believers will respect the way you live and you will not need to depend on others. Yes. What does the Bible say about being content? Um, let's turn to Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 26 of the New Living Translation. And it reads, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink, enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them, and aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Yes, there's nothing wrong being content. There's nothing wrong being prosperous. But I admire those that live a quiet life, and they are satisfied with what they have because they understand that, yo, the things of the world, is, is, they fade away. But uh, read the book of um, Ecclesiastics. It's a great book where it talks about life. It was written by King Solomon. He was the wisest. And, rich and, and richest person in his times, but he wrote the book of uh, Ecclesiastics. It talks about life, the true meaning of life. What's life really all about? And the book of Job is another good book about living during um, very trying times. But yes, the Bible has the answers to everything we deal with, man. And the simple man in a very materialistic world, you know, is just like, yo, I know we can get pure pressure. People get caught up trying to buy things that they don't need to try to try to impress people that don't even like them. You know what I mean? I try to tell that to my daughter all the time. I said, buy what you like. Don't worry about what other people like. It's not about that. Buy what you like. Because I know being in high school, I used to buy things to try to impress people. You know, that's, that's, that's not what life is about. Life is about serving God. We were created to worship, of course, and um, fellowshipping with like-minded believers, spending time with those you love. That's what life is about. Now, I want to read one more scripture containing to contentment it is philippians chapter 4 11 through 13 of the new living translation and it reads not that i was ever in need for i have learned how to be content with whatever i have i know how to live on almost nothing or with everything i've learned the secret of living in every situation whether it is with the full stomach or empty with plenty or little For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. The simple man in the materialistic world, I am that simple guy. Oh, yeah, I graduated high school. Some people think I would be foolish because I didn't graduate college. I'm okay with that. It's very obvious I'm not eloquent with words. I don't don't speak well, but that's okay. Um, I I have slurred speech. Sometimes I I have a hard time pronouncing certain words, but that's okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, New Living Translation, and it reads, Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise, and he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. 
So I have no problem being a fool according to the world. So it's all good. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I'm all for education. My daughter, she has a 4.3 GPA and I, I encourage her to, you know, go high as you can in education. So don't get me wrong. Even though I might be simple in some of my ways, there's nothing wrong. Go high as you can. Get a master's degree. Get a doctorate. Go high as you can. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I'm all for it. Amen. Yeah, the Bible does speak about speaking plainly. Turn to John chapter 16, verse 29 through 30 of the New Living Translation. And it reads, then his disciples said, at last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything and there's no need to question you. From this, we believe that you came from God. Yeah, there's a time to place to speak plainly and there's a time to use your education where others can benefit from it. There's a time and place for everything. Uh, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 9, New Living Translation, and it reads, it's the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into an empty space. Another great verse I, I like is 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 6, and it reads, I may be unskilled as a speaker, but I'm not lacking in knowledge, for we have made this clear to you in every possible way. Just, yeah, Apostle Paul said it, just because I might be an unskilled speaker doesn't mean I lack knowledge. Amen. But like I said, there's a time and place for everything. There's a time to use plain speech, and there's a time to um, put your education on the front lines. Another great verse I like is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And it reads, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid, and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Amen. Finally, there are some things that money cannot buy, and that is, you cannot buy your way into heaven. Amen. I don't care how much money you have, what kind of stocks. I don't care if you got a Gucci shirt, Gucci shoes, Gucci belt. You're not going to, that ain't going to get you into heaven. Okay, we are saved through grace. Everything is through Jesus Christ. Like I said, the times we're in right now, your money can't do a whole lot for you. Stuck in the house. So wake up, America. Wake up, world. Okay, we got to re definitely rely and depend on the word of God. Let's turn to Acts chapter 2, verses 38, and it reads, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Finally, I want to read Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 13 of the New Living Translation. And it reads, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. God, it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen and amen. Yes, the simple man in a materialistic world was life is about. The simple things, man, you know, salvation comes through Jesus Christ, amen. Come on here, y'all ain't saying nothing. Where we at? Man, but y'all stay safe out here. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Let's do the right thing, saints. Peace.